microphones make a podcast. Two microphones and you make a podcast. This is Joyce. And this is Mary Beth. Welcome to the Modern Yoga Podcast. Today's special guest is Kristen Brown. And Kristen is the owner. I want to say you are Intentional Inc. It's just you, right? (laughs) Um, Intentional Inc. is the name of her business. Kristen did my tattoo. Um, and I'm so happy. I'm, I'm delighted that you agreed to do this podcast because, um, I'm delighted that you just used the word delighted in a (laughs) sentence. Um, I had such, I just had such a wonderful experience with you and I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but I am excited and, and delighted, super delighted to, uh, and that rhymes. So now you're a poet (laughs) or a songwriter. (laughs) Excited and delighted. I'm excited to dive deeper into. Oh, I should have coffee too. We all, do, mm-hmm. you guys, just did <laughs> that. All can sip. It was like you. Um, before before we get that. into the important stuff, I have a serious question for Kristen. Yes. Whatever beautiful location you're coming to us from, which looks so zen and peaceful, that I want to be there. But I'm concerned that, like, did you light a candle on that shelf and it almost burned a hole in the ceiling? Oh. So that is because this space is heavily incensed. And oh, okay. so like the smoke has left that nice little um, mark on the ceiling. And smoke is okay. As long as there wasn't a flame ready to reach up through there and yeah, show you no. the sky. I'll have to do a nice little paint job over it before I nah. start. <laughs> it's a good story. It gives character. For sure. <laughs> so the shelf I'm speaking of, I don't know if you'll have any still photos of this, but there's... There's a beautiful shelf with plants and stuff. And then there's like a little garland of hanging moons. It's just, I'm feeling very peaceful right now. That's the intention for the space for sure. That's the intention for intentional ink. (laughs) Does it make you want to get a tattoo, Mary Beth? I I don't have that itch yet. You don't have any tattoos? I do not have any tattoos. I'm one of very few people I know. That doesn't have tattoos, <laughs> older, younger, everywhere. I, I haven't just, gone down that road yet. I just switched categories for you, huh? Yeah, but but <laughs> yours is beautiful. And actually at yoga, I see so many, you know, there's not a lot of clothes on people and I see so many beautiful tattoos and so many not at all beautiful tattoos. <laughs> not, I'm not delighted to see all the tattoos. <laughs> Never know what you're going to get. <laughs> right. This is true. Um, so I just kind of want to, share my my I guess story or journey about my tattoo um and so I wrote it out this morning because I because it's remember such a we big, only have an hour Joyce it's such a big deal to me though <laughs> I know minimum relevant words Mary Beth mm-hmm. um I'm not sure who the author was of the story of my tattoo but I've recently assumed the responsibility of writing the sequel it all started when an old friend of mine drew a logo for his band called Slam and Sally. I don't know if I've ever told you that before. Oh, wow. I like the Slam and Sally part. Is Sally, that like laying down Sally only without her consent? No, Sally was a guitar. Oh. oh wow. <laughs> and the, right. band, the band sounded very much like the Black Crows, who mm-hmm. I also love. Um, not only were they good, they were like a little family that I spent a lot of time with during college. No, I never dated any of them. <laughs> Um, but I did watch their kids and hang out at their parties and befriend their wives and girlfriends, some of whom I'm still in touch with. Um, the logo was one that encompassed music, peace, love, woman, and man. And I think it struck me with a meaning that was deeper than maybe it was intended to be. I don't know. What I do know is I thought it'd be a cool tattoo. A friend from a different social circle had a lot of tattoos, so I asked to be connected to his tattoo artist, and I was introduced to Ron. The original design was of dripping paint. Ron asked me multiple times if I was sure I wanted it like that or with clean lines. I wanted it like it was originally created. So he suggested doing the outline with a tiny bit of color, letting it heal and coming back to finish after I physically and mentally absorb it. I loved it so much that I didn't want to add any more color. 
it represented something that made me proud of who I was. It meant I stood for peace, music, gender equality. My parents hated tattoos. We were sort of forbidden from getting them. I was 19 mm -hmm. at the time and I hid it for several years, or at least I thought I hid it. <laughs> my, bro my brothers were 12 and nine. It's on your ankle, right? Yeah. And I showed them. I wore a lot of socks. I, I hate Who socks. trusts their seven and nine-year-old brothers? I'm sorry. My brothers were 12 and nine. 12 and nine. Either yeah. way, who yeah. trusts a 12 or nine-year-old boy, Joyce? I was only 19. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they told on me. They were kids, though. They couldn't keep a secret. Mm -hmm. My tattoo became a reminder for my family to come down on me. Like many parents of my generation, shame was the main source of discipline. And this tattoo that originally brought me so much joy made me feel worse about myself each time I looked at it. It was near my right ankle. So at first I thought, well, I don't look here often, so it's okay. Then I couldn't stop thinking about it. And when I was completely, when I got to the point when I was completely stressed out about it, um, I went to the Cleveland Clinic and had a consultation on its removal. It took about two years and eight, eight painful treatments um, but finally it was removed and that was about 10 years after I got it. It was never forgotten though. You, you couldn't see it, but it was still there to me. I still loved what I loved. And I think I fought who I really was for a long time. My dad passed away on October 2nd, 2020. At this point, I was starting to feel more open about tattoos. My dad was a Vietnam war veteran. And although he had never spoke of the war, he had a military funeral and I had such mixed feelings about my dad's military recognition because he was drafted. He had no choice. He served on the front lines of the Marines and his experience forever changed him. I think his experiences took him and they kept him and he rarely even mentioned it. And yet here we are honoring him in a military way. I have mm. nothing against the military. No, 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 of course. But as you said, it's it's only in death then there was this big military focus when yes. he never spoke of it. I thought maybe I'll get my dad's military number somewhere, but I couldn't think mm. of the right place on my body. I wasn't really excited about it. And since he never talked about it, what would it really represent? My dad's emotional withdrawal? I wouldn't say we were close in a way some fathers and daughters are. So would these numbers remind me of the military, the Marines, the Vietnam War, all these things mm -hmm. that, that kind of took my dad away from me before I was born. So was this tattoo that I really want, was this a tattoo I really wanted or do I really want a tattoo and I'm looking for an excuse to get one? Then it hit me. I want my old tattoo back. <laughs> I want to reclaim that that peace-loving, music-loving, man and woman-loving, art-loving, expressive piece of myself that I beat up and buried long ago. It felt so good to come to this realization that I didn't need to make a plan. I trusted that if it was supposed to happen, it would. And then this April, Trevor Hall posted photos of him and his wife getting tattoos from Intentional Inc. So I clicked on the tag and immediately wanted Kristen to tattoo me. Her work is incredible. It's meaningful. And it spoke to me very loudly. It turned out she was in the Buffalo area. And James and I had happened to have tickets to see Dave Matthews play at Darien Lake in mid-June. I messaged Kristen. She said it would work. She was going out of the country for a few weeks. But if all went as planned, we most likely could do it. So James and I left for Akron, New York on Tuesday, June 13th. My appointment was with Kristen was at 4 p.m. She told me to meet her at Akron Falls, which is a beautiful park. When we were getting close, she sent me her exact location. I didn't quite understand how Kristen operated. I got the impression that she wasn't with the studio, though. She told me to look for her in a white van. James was like, you want me to drop you off in a park? That's just what any girl wants to hear. <laughs> look for me in a park in a white van. Don't ask any questions. Yeah. James was like, you want me to drop you off in a park with someone you've never met so she can give you a tattoo in her van while I check into her Airbnb? Yes, <laughs> really, James. Really Follow directions. And I'm like, yes, absolutely. I stepped into this little sacred space. Kristen offered me tea and watermelon and incense was burning and Trevor Hall was playing and the back doors were open and we could hear the falls and she asked for my story. She wanted to understand, and I shared, and she created, and we decided. And then she pulled mm. out roomy cards, <laughs> and that was awesome. And they they completely nailed the situation and spoke to me, and it was it was perfect. And Kristen, this tattoo really healed me. I'm gonna cry. So oh, I cry. We you. love crying on the podcast. <laughs> thank you so much. You are you are so special. You have such a special gift, and I just feel really honored that. I got to spend some time with you and I've been asked like 
if I thought I would get another tattoo and there's nothing right now that's like, I really am thinking about doing, but I know that if we cross paths again, I, I would want to have this experience again. So I know that I would have another tattoo. Um, and I, I'm already okay with it there ever since I got this, it, it, I haven't, I look at it every now and then, but it's like, it's just completed me. I love it. Um, I love yeah, it. There's been no regrets with this one. And I don't care what other people think of it in, in a good way. Like everybody who's seen it has loved it, but like it's, it's mine. <laughs> and so welcome again. I, I would love to hear how, how you came to do what you do. I know, I know I'm familiar with this beautiful space that you're sitting in. I didn't recognize the incense stain burn stain on your ceiling when I was there. <laughs> But I know that you're, I know exactly where you're sitting. Um, I can almost like smell it. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's such a, it's, it's a really cool thing that you're doing. And how do you come to have Trevor Hall in your van? <laughs> well, he wasn't in the van. Um, so, well, I'll share first, like how I, I started to, mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, it's been a crazy journey. My 20s were all about just like following whatever lit me up um which happens to be like a lot of artistic kind of hobbies like screen printing lettering Uh, I've always been into art so when I was in high school I was in this like academy of visual arts so I was in a lot of art electives and it just crossed my mind like oh it'd be super dope to be a tattoo artist at that time, like I wanted to do a million things. So I never really put all of my energy into following that. Um, then about three and a half years ago, I came across this tattoo shop on Instagram. They're located in Bali. Their name is Karma House. And I just saw that they were doing these like rituals before tattoos. Um, so the Balinese women would come and they would do like a water blessing and it just looked so beautiful and sacred and it was like nothing I'd ever seen in the tattoo world before um at that time an ex of mine and I we had a business together and our kind of like end vision was to have a retreat center and so I was like this would be so cool to offer at a retreat center something that uh could help someone remember like a transformative experience the intention behind it um and so I was so inspired like in that moment that I grabbed my sketchbook and I wrote down I'm gonna become a tattoo artist mm. I had no idea how at like how to do that at the time so I just wrote down some little bullets that I thought were actions that I could take um and then just from like talking about it and and researching tattoos I started getting these ads on Instagram or stick and poke kits and I was like oh this looks like you know a good way to just start learning tattoo and working with the skin so I bought one and I did one on my toe and then all of my friends started asking for them god bless them it's like wow y'all really trust me really I mean the, in our last episode we talked about me piercing my best friend's ears in eighth grade with a thumbtack which is yeah. not a lot more reckless than what your <laughs> friends let you do let me ask you did you already have any tattoos from professionals uh, before yes okay yeah not not too many um most of the ones i have now are just practice from myself <laughs> wow but i did i did have a few before that and they were never like um good experiences mm-hmm. so what i wanted to do was create an experience because i feel like there's so much power in a tattoo um and so after I started tattooing my friends, I just really fell in love with this hand poke thing. Like it seemed to really fit my energy more. Like it's more gentle, it's quieter, it it feels more intentional to me. Like I, as the artist with each poke can kind of put my love and a prayer or, you know, a good energy into that tattoo. So, so uh, let me, yeah, let me stop you again here. Again. So the hand poke then is different than what many people might, who, who don't know, associate with tattoo artists where you hear sort of that dentist drill kind of thing coming at you. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's not machine powered. It's just I'm using the same uh, needles, same ink, same same process. It's just a different technique. Um, so it's not powered by a machine. It's not like grinding against your skin. It's just mm-hmm. poke by poke. I'm almost like lifting the skin up and putting the ink underneath. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then just doing it like the dots are like so close together that it makes a line. Mm-hmm. Excellent. That's a lot of dots. <laughs> I never really <laughs> a lot thought of prayers. A lot of prayers. <laughs> Which is so true though. You are able to sort of infuse your energy, which Joyce and I have talked about relating to teaching yoga as well, or touching people on the days when you don't feel awesome. I'm sure other people's energy can turn you around, but do you balk a little bit then at, at kind of worrying about transferring any bad energy to somebody? Oh, a hundred percent. I actually just recently changed the way that I schedule myself. Um, for a while I was scheduling myself like a crazy person. I hate saying mm-hmm. no and I love what I do. Um, but it does get to be draining like on my body. Um, and just, I, I wasn't prioritizing that time for myself, like mm-hmm. my morning and night routine and then taking care of myself. So I just started to feel like in such a funk and obviously I want to take care of myself, but I also don't want that to, be projected onto somebody else. So it was really important for me, uh, not just for me, but for everybody who's in the space uh, to schedule myself a little bit differently so that the energy is all good. Yeah. And that's the only way to say it. It wasn't for you even necessarily. It was for the people that you serve. That's what I I wish more people could get to. That are are selfish, are, are really selfless because you're that energy that you give yourself, you're then able to give to others. Yeah. And we say that in words, but it's hard for people to really understand, you know, you are serving differently or, or not giving the best product or whatever it is that you do. If you're, if you're tapped out. So yeah, I remember, I think the day that we were messaging, you know, cause I was on the way and you said, I'm going to take a nap. And then I'll get up and prepare. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like she's going to be well rested. Not only is she (laughs) taking a nap, but she's admitting that she's taking a nap. It's like part of the process. Yeah. Yeah, I try to be really transparent with with people and and how I'm feeling and and what I'm doing to prepare for for the space. That has to make life easier. And when I saw where you were, like, this park is, is just beautiful. The falls are beautiful. Um, and she, and like, I, when you tattooed me, I was laying basically on your bed when the doors were open and like, it was just so incredibly relaxing that I, it would probably be an amazing place to take a nap. So the energy that you're taking in, like, I feel like came out in, in your tattoo too, you know, oh, like it seems that, that clear that it did. to the space. Yeah. Yeah, it's such an important part of the the process that kind of goes unseen. Oh, it's seen. Well, I saw it. (laughs) Yeah. Kristen is also a yoga teacher. And as she and I, um, you know, we're we're talking, we had at some point, I think I looked at him like, are we the same person? (laughs) Um, We've done a lot of very similar things. So I didn't do my teacher training in India, but you spent some time in India when did you do your teacher training? Um, it was February to March of 2019, and I did it in Rishikesh, India. And how long were you there? A month. A month. You you don't mess around when you go out of out of town <laughs> or, or out of the country. She's not like she's not doing a day trip to St. Petersburg, put it that way. <laughs> like like no, you, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Kristen, are you kind of a nomad? I mean, are you based somewhere? I would say so. Yeah. Um, so my, my hometown is Buffalo, New York. Um, I'm not a winter girly. So for the past few years, I have traveled down to Florida for the winters. Um, so I go back and forth between the two mainly. Um, I've taken a few trips outside of that. that that's why I have the van. It, it makes it easier for me to do that. Um, but I've, I've done a few international trips and I am actually moving to Morocco. So 
I just officially bought my one-way ticket yesterday. Oh, oh my goodness. Tell us that story. Oof, that's a good one. Um, I'm so, already sad. I just met you online a few minutes ago, and I'm like, well, you told me. Beth to was Morocco. about to schedule a tattoo. They'll <laughs> just have to come to Morocco. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so back in May, I took a five-week trip with my friend Jess, and we visited a bunch of countries along like the Mediterranean and Europe, uh, Morocco being one of them. And so previous to this, I, I met someone through my ex, uh, actually. And mm-hmm. so my ex is Moroccan. He was born in the States. And he went to Morocco last summer, spent a lot of time with one of his friends, came back. So I got to meet that friend on FaceTime. Uh, I remember from the, the very first FaceTime his English wasn't that good, but he just had this like contagious big smile, like mm. such good energy. I could tell he was so just like genuine and joyful. Um, so I loved like any time that he would call while we were together. And then um, when my ex and I broke up, he was kind of like always on my team, like kind of like fighting for me. Wow. And then we stayed in touch. Um, he actually asked my ex if it was okay if he started talking to me. I was going to say, are they still friendly? Um, yes and no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, he was always just like so respectful, so kind. And so we would FaceTime here and there. We would talk through messaging. And I told him that my friend and I were coming to Morocco. So we went on a FaceTime call and he planned our entire trip for us like the whole itinerary wrote it all out was um sharing his screen with me and showing me like the places that he was recommending and it was just so sweet it was so thoughtful um and he sent that to me so when I went to Morocco um I went there first by myself for a week my friend Jess was photographing in Spain and so I got to spend time with him and then I left met up with my friend Jess and then her and I went back to Morocco together. Uh, we were about three and a half hours from where he lives, but he ended up coming to meet us because we, our first day was just so chaotic mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had so much trouble. Like we got lost trying to find our Riyadh. So I sent him our location. He pulled it up on his laptop, was like watching us walk through the Medina and like trying to get us back. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to come help you guys. So he Aww. came and he um, just helped us our entire way through Morocco. What a uh, gentleman. So like truly unlike anyone I've ever, any man I've ever met. Uh, and so I really started falling in love with him. And for a while, I, I had been talking about living outside of the States for a bit. Um, but this made it feel more real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I just, I just decided I would, instead of going to Florida for the winter, I would go to Morocco and start to live my life with this beautiful man. <laughs> wow. So there's no expiration date or return ticket. You're just going to go where the wind leads you at this point. Yeah, I mean, I I still plan to come back to the states in the summers. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family's oh my here, gosh. and it, it's really hard to leave my family. I'm sure that I'm was also, my next question: is Do you have family there, and how do they feel about that big move? Yeah, they're not happy about it. <laughs> um, I really I hate breaking my mom's heart, but I also have to follow my own. So it's it's been a really it's been hard to to navigate actually. Um, I, I'm I sure feel- we we just talked about even on the smaller scale of you needing to take a nap or make your boundaries for your business, like the person you would be holding yourself back from whatever you feel like your destiny is wouldn't be the person you should be. But that's hard. Moms are hard. It's hard. <laughs> I think when when I was there, you you had mentioned that it's much easier for you to go to Morocco than for him to come here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just because of like visas, like I, I actually just recently learned of this, um, but 
we're we're pretty privileged to be born in the states and have our mm-hmm. passport and mm-hmm. be able to go wherever we want with relative ease. Um, so for him, it would probably be a very lengthy and annoying process of like filling out applications and like interviews and. It can take anywhere from like two to six months, I believe, to actually get the visa. Um, so it's just a lot more of a headache. Whereas for me, I can just book my flight, show up, show my passport and welcome to Morocco. <laughs> Is there? That's, yeah, you're right. That's another thing we don't always know about that we just yeah. take for granted. We get to do what we want. Yeah. I, I And so similar in Morocco, like when we were in Turkey, we were finding the same thing um like people we met were telling us that they have a lot of trouble traveling and it's, it's just not easy for them so it makes me sad honestly yeah well the, and there's a i mean there's so many other privileges that we have that you don't really realize or understand until you've gone somewhere where they don't have privileges and i know i've spoken to both of you about my trip to nepal but like there's not a garbage system or electricity all the time or you know if you don't have money to put shoes on your kids you you don't have shoes on your kids you know there's not a a government system that will pick you up and support you or put a roof over your head you know and um, we can read about that or hear about that I think until we really experience something like what we're talking about it doesn't really settle you know into like wow this is this country is pretty amazing even though sometimes we feel like it's not amazing <laughs> you know with the political climate and everything but like it's it we're we're very very privileged to live here we are and we're usually thinking about it in one way or the other like we're either bashing it but some of these things are so second nature to us that we would be we would balk in a, in a foreign land like right. what do you mean I can't get seen at the hospital what do you mean I can't get, get this power turned on yeah Garcon, get me, I've get been me the bottled water please having to get used to is not being able to just like order Amazon and have it at my doorstep and the next day <laughs> yeah which is like and that I feel shameful that I have fallen prey to that whole system but it, it is it's so convenient and so I'm I'm really craving a simpler and slower life uh, but there will definitely be some adjustments wow. yeah so can you go there with an open-ended like agenda can you is there a certain amount of time that that you can be there or is there like a you know, I believe you it's to get 90 away? days. Okay. Um, but he's told me that it's pretty simple or easy to get residency. Um, not like the actual citizenship. Yeah, but but residency, I guess, shouldn't be a problem. But yeah, I think you can be there 90 days without a problem. Wow. And that's a lot. That's good. That gives you, that gives you time to get the lay of the land and see how you feel. It's exciting. What is the weather like there? Um, It depends where you are in the country. So more inland is like desert. So right now it's probably up to like 115, 120, but it's dry. It's dry heat. Um, Up in the North, like Tangier, it's like right across from Spain. Mm -hmm. Um, it can get colder in the winters. Uh, you can even see snow like in high Atlas mountains. And then along the coast, it's, it's pretty mild. Um, like winters, I think are like fifties, sixties and then hmm. summers are like eighties. A little different than Buffalo. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. In Cleveland. There's a, practically the there's same. a musician here in Cleveland from Buffalo named Thor Platter. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. Just a no, local Buffalo guy. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Thor. I'm trying. I'm always talking about Trevor Holland. You're always talking about Thor Platter. Like Thor Platter. <laughs> well, there's a song. He wrote a song about Buffalo. It's got one line in it about cold, snowy Buffalo, which is kind of what you think Buffalo. of. Yep. <laughs> Buffalo is very interesting. Have you ever spent any time there, Mary Beth? 
not a lot of time, just mostly around the Niagara Falls experience as a kid, or I have some relatives in in Toronto and stuff. So through Buffalo, but not a ton of time actually in Buffalo. But I like the word Buffalo. (laughs) It's actually a little gem, but just not in the winters. And the winters seem to last nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Our winters aren't fun either, but I think you have it a little bit worse. For sure. Yeah. Buffalo is interesting. Um, I mean, we spent like what, two and a half, three days there. And we, we went to the falls cause we were, we were close. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually really nice, but I was, I guess I was, I don't know why as it, this is coming out of my mouth. Like I was so surprised. I was surprised how rural it was, at least where we were, you know, I don't know that, um, actually we didn't really go into, maybe I wasn't actually in Buffalo. I think I was just in the burbs, right. Cause yeah. How far is Akron from Buffalo itself? Probably like 35, 40 minutes. So just like just like Akron and Cleveland, we we right. have an Akron here. <laughs> yeah. We have a lot of similar um similar city and town and county names here as well. Um so do you teach yoga? I haven't taught in a while. Um I was I was teaching for a bit, like right after I came back from my training and was like on fire about it. Mm-hmm. I still love it. And I still, I do really miss teaching, but my lifestyle, like the nomadic lifestyle just hasn't been right. conducive to, you know, like having a weekly class or anything like that. Um, so I definitely look forward to the day that I teach again. Um, but it's, it's something that's always with me. Yeah, for sure. Do you practice just on your own? My practice definitely ebbs and flows. So I have been in kind of a big ebb and, mm-hmm. um, and, and that I'm referring to like my movement, the asana right. practice, right. like the, thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the yamas and the yamas and all of that. I was going to say the rest of that seems like it's very much part of your mm-hmm. life and your business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it has changed the way that I operate in the world just because of, way it's changed my inner world mm-hmm. um but yeah as for the asana practice it definitely definitely ebbs and flows um just over the past few days i've like made a commitment to myself to just doing some yin yoga before going to bed and it's made such a drastic impact wow. on, on my well-being like immediately um i kind of fell out of a lot of like the habits that i do for myself like I was saying, I was scheduling myself like a crazy person, not leaving a lot of time to like take care of myself. So the last three days I committed to not having my phone on from 9 PM to 9 AM. Mm-hmm. Um, just doing some meditation morning and night, a little bit of stretching. And I have this little like aura ring that tracks my, my sleep right. and my heart rate and things like that. And immediately my resting heart rate went down. My heart rate variability went up, which is kind of like shows like your ability to manage stress. Um, my sleep went up. So everything just like immediately. So that's something. It's not just you saying, oh, I feel better. I mean, this yeah. is measurable results. Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> wow. Do you live in your van that you that you do your tattoos from? Uh, it's more part time. Like when, okay. I'm, when I'm here at home, I just stay at home at my parents' okay. house. Um, when I'm in Florida, I live in it, but I also have a lot of friends. Yeah. So, so you just sort of let yourself go follow whatever, wherever you're going to be. Yeah. But I'm definitely ready for like a home grounded space. It's good. This has an expiration date for sure. Yeah. And now how did Trevor Hall find you? So... That's a, it's a crazy story, actually. So um, I went to see him at Red Rocks last hmm. April. And a few months yeah. before going, I started just saying, like, I want to tattoo Trevor Hall. Uh, and then I started saying, like, I'm going to do it. And it didn't happen at Red Rocks. Um, and then I, about a month later, I hired this mentor for like a one-off like business meeting. He's actually the owner of Karma House, the tattoo shop oh. that like, oh, wow. inspired me to start tattooing. 
he's a great in guy, Bali. super powerful. In, uh, yeah, in Bali? That was the place in Bali, right? Yeah. Was he yeah, here? He was, he's originally from Vancouver, um, but oh. he's opened like, I don't know, he's on like business number eight, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a really, really great guy. He's got a lot of like amazing stories. Um, and he was really helpful in giving me some like business uh, actions to take to grow my business. Um, but his very first question was, who's your dream tattoo client? And I said, Trevor Hall, and I, I have it written down like in the, the app that we're using for our notes. And it was maybe a month later, I was going to see him in Canadagua. And I put out a flash sheet just a few days before. Um, and it was just little tattoos that were inspired by his music and art and hit the other band, Gone Gone Beyond, their music and art. So I tagged them both in it. Mm. Um, and it wasn't until the day of that I got a message from Trevor Hall. He was like, hey, are you in Canada? I'd love to get some ink. I, I lost my mind. <laughs> like, I know. The power of social out. media, just that you tagged him and, and he saw it or somebody put it in front of his nose. Yeah. Holy I guess, crap. Um, I guess his wife, Emery, saw it and showed him. Wow. And so, yeah, I, I got to tattoo him that day. Um, was your hand shaking? Were you so nervous? <laughs> it, I was definitely a little nervous, like going to the venue, but he's just such like a down to earth, easygoing guy that it just felt really natural um, and easy to be there. So good. And then has he shared started. or supported your business? Has he shared it on social media? Is that how Joyce found out? Yeah. Yeah. He shared a video that day. Um, oh my and then gosh. I've gotten to tattoo him two other times as well. And he's, he's been really great. And did that impact your business right away? Yeah, I got some new followers. And there are people like Joyce that like, hey, I found you through Trevor Hall. And, and that's always really cool because I made so many of my friends through his music. And his music has impacted me so much the last 10 years. So mm-hmm. it was wow. really just so special to be able to give something back to someone who without even knowing it has changed my life. And isn't this like the best of humanity right here? Just this connection over things that may, may be meaningless or not, but like just the connection, like helping each other out. Like, can we all just be citizens together and help each other out with stuff? I know a guy who does this. I know a guy who does this. We share a love of this music or art or whatever. Oh, yeah. I might cry now too, Joyce. I think those things are slowly happening in in little pockets of the world. So Mm -hmm. we just have to keep going. (laughs) Well, Kristen and I, after I I read or I pulled the roomie cards, I was very silent reading because I was a little taken aback, although I wasn't surprised because things like this happened to me. Um, But we were talking about how how when you're open to to receiving messages, they're right there in front of you. Oh my gosh. You know? And so I shared some stories about, um, you know, like my wedding dress and like other, other, other things that um, like the, the, when I had my inner child tarot cards read to me before we opened Mm -hmm. the yoga studio and there was an ice skater and an infinity symbol. And, and I can talk about that on another podcast, but we were talking about, um, or I said, like, I wonder how many signs I missed prior to being open, you know? Um, and, and I wonder if, if I'm missing any now, <laughs> you know, but they're like, if, if you're open, they're just there. You, you... Yeah. That's the whole point of the, of taking the time, whether it's meditation or yoga or prayer or just the space is that if you're so busy working and running on the treadmill all the time, you are running right past that stuff. And sometimes yeah. it's really important stuff and really great stuff. Just yesterday, I, I bought a planner from Marshalls. Of course, you know, you, you go in the, the checkout and they get you at the last moment. Yeah. I bought Beth's a planner from Marshalls store. checkout. Yeah, I, I bought this stuff on the, on the, in the line. Yeah, I'm such a sucker for like a good planner. So I bought and the, one. Yeah, the covers are so nice and everything. Yeah, the they're so cute. They really get you. Um, but this one, it has like these cute little stickers in it. And there was a flight sticker. So I was like, oh, I'm going to write my flight in. It was the very first thing I wrote in this planner. 
So I flipped to the page, put it in, and then I look on the next page and it says the the right choice will never feel wrong. And it was just like mm. exactly what I the confirmation that I needed. Um like I feel really right about making this move, but just knowing how it impacts my family has been really tough. Yeah. So it's just like this this nice little confirmation, like, okay. Right, because that's okay. hard to discern the voice. Like, do I feel right about this? Yeah. yeah, I do. It's the other thing that's yeah, so that's good. Nice. How do you how long do you think or or do you have or have you even thought about it? do you think you'll be tattooing for open ended? <laughs> Yeah, I can't imagine not doing it. Um, I'm always open to my path changing and evolving uh, as it has so far. But this has really been, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, like my 20s are all about just like following everything that lit me up. And this has been the thing that has kind of brought everything like full circle. Um, It really like plays on a lot of my strengths of like, I'm naturally pretty introverted, but I also am really good at listening and I'm Mm. good at holding space for people and good in like those intimate settings. Um, And it challenges me artistically in in really great ways, really frustrating ways sometimes, but you know, it's just been really good for my growth um, and my strengths in so many ways. So it's helping me to be a better person. um, Mm. As following your passion always does. Yeah. I wish more people could could get there. Can I ask how old you are? 30. 30. The big 3-0. Yeah. Uh, a guest I recently. I have a feeling my 30s are going to be good. <laughs> yeah. A guest recently, Joyce, I'm trying to think if it was. She was talking about a podcast she was listening to called Almost 30 or something. That was uh, really good. Was it Michaela? It was Michaela, I think. Yeah. yeah. So check that out. Will you be able to um, continue this in um, Morocco? Yeah. Are there so any rules? That <laughs> as a culture, it's definitely not as uh, accepted. Uh, it's a mostly Muslim country, and that's it's kind of like against their religion. Mm-hmm. But from what I've experienced, they're also like a more open country, and they're very welcoming, very kind people. Um, but when I went there the first week in Casablanca, I actually did a guest spot at a tattoo shop Um, and they were, they were great. They were so friendly. I'm really excited to go back. Um, but we visited this little village along the coast and it's like a, a surf village and it's all like surf yoga retreats and there's no Mm -hmm. tattoo studios. I really fell in love with the, with the village. Um, it's kind of just starting to bloom. Like little cafes are popping up. Um, there's a lot of tourists. And so my plan is to open a studio there. Excellent. What will become of this magical, mystical van? Um, I'm going to sell her. And oh. I have a friend that's interested. It's a girl that I've, I've tattooed before. Um, and I would be so happy to give it to her. So right. I'm hoping that works out. Um, so I'd love to like follow the continued journey and, and see her be loved. But yes, that's like your blood, sweat and tears in there. I'm sure. <laughs> How long have you had the yeah. van? Um, almost two years and my, so I, I bought it empty and my dad built it out in like two and a half weeks, which is just bananas. Wow. Amazing. It's it is really cool inside. It's just a really I mean, even just the tiny bit I can see, it's like such a home. I can feel such a home. (laughs) I would show you the rest, but I've got like dishes in my sink and things you don't want to see. (laughs) Yeah, listen, we we understand that. Joyce and I are normal people. (laughs) Yeah. Um (laughs) there's dishes in our sink too, both of us. At least mine, Joyce. Can you boast dishes in your sink right now? Actually, I think they're in the dishwasher right now. Well, there's a few. I don't have a dishwasher. I don't have a dishwasher, and I made one of uh, Aaron's uh, daughter's eggs for myself this morning because I had fasted oh. yesterday. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Kristen, you mentioned Canadagua. Is that how, Canadagua? Is that how you say it? A couple of times. So. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not too far from you, right? 
Um, it's about an hour and a half from me. Oh, okay. Um, the Finger Lakes area. So it's like just outside of Rochester. Um, oh my God. It's a easy trip though. I my husband's uncle, I'm sorry, who just, oh, who we just lost was from Rochester. Mm. So we were just in Rochester. Webster. Heard, yeah, it's like neighbors to, to Buffalo. I've heard that's a beautiful venue wherever um, I think Trevor Hall played there recently, right? Oh my God. It's so cute. So cute. It's like a, a farm. Um, mm. and like you can walk around. There's a big pond. There's a garden. They usually have wow. like a sunflower field. So it's I like a little music around. festival. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cute. And like all ages, like there were just kids kicking around soccer balls, running. It was, it was really sweet. That's awesome. I think, I think, well, he posted about being there and I was like, why didn't we go to that one? Um, and I don't know if it was like, I don't know what it was, but I have to get there now, like for, for some, Mm -hmm. for some music, because it it sounds like, it sounds like he'll come back there, you know, for sure. But, um, the, the last place that you were at, or I don't know if it's the last place, but somewhere where you were at in these last few weeks that you, you posted quite a bit about, um, looks like you were tattooing in a yoga studio that kind of had a window that looked out over the water. What yeah. was going on there? Because like, I wanted to just get in the car and go meet you. <laughs> it looked oh amazing. Oh my God. Stunning. So isn't, uh, I was convinced it's pronounced skin needles, but apparently it's skinny atlas. Um, it's one of the, the finger lakes in that area um so the the studio i i was at is called sky sky yoga um it was really crazy how that happened so i was talking to this girl courtney um she was asking me to come out for this festival they're having in august and i was trying to figure out my schedule and and again like i've been in kind of like a burnout so i've trying to be honest to myself about what Mm. I can handle and whatnot. Um, But anyway, so I was trying to figure out if I was going to go to that or not. And then I had to, so I had to go out to Seneca Lake. I think it was last week that I went um, for a wedding tattoo. I had a couple of friends Mm. that got married at this private waterfall. And so they invited me to come out and they got the waterfall tattooed. It was really sweet and special absolutely beautiful um and then my friend kevin who's a musician kevin paris if you've never heard him definitely look him up he's he's got the voice of an angel um but he was going on tour and i was like oh i hope he's coming to buffalo i haven't seen him in in so long so i was checking out all the places that he was going and i saw skinny atlas and i was like where is this i had no idea what it even was when I clicked on it, I saw Courtney's name. And so she's the woman that I was talking to about the festival. Mm-hmm. So it was just like this really weird, like synchronicity. Um, and so I decided that I would rearrange my schedule to be able to just stay out on the lakes um, that mm-hmm. week. And so that Thursday, um, Kevin Paris was doing like a live yoga event. So he was playing live acoustic for two yoga classes and I decided to pop up at the yoga studio um, before that. So I walked into the studio and I almost cried the moment I, I saw it because I've been envisioning in my mind, like what I want my studio in Morocco to like look and feel like, and I really want it to be like this closed space, but big open doors to, to see the water. And that was exactly what it was. So it was so wow. crazy. Um, And then before getting the day started, Kevin had asked to play us a song. So we were just laying there in Shavasana. And as soon as I dropped into the space, he's tuning his guitar. It felt like a moment I literally dreamt up. So it was a really, really crazy uh, experience. Like almost a deja vu feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was was so cool. Um, And I get to go out there again in August for this festival. Um, Different little different location um but yeah just the synchronicities of how it all happened and and Courtney was just so great like super kind really like hospitable and welcoming so and so at the same time we talk about the um whether it's social media or technology and what it takes from us 
I mean, it is giving as well. Like a lot of these synchronicities happen because we have that opportunity to touch each other more easily in, in this medium. Yeah, it's such a blessing when it's used right, but there's such a fine line and like a delicate balance to, to using yeah. it. Like everything. <laughs> um, I wanted to also mention, you know, Kristen talked about um, the hand, how she does hand poke. Have you ever done it with a regular or a traditional needle? I guess this is hand poke is probably more traditional. Yeah, it, it depends on how you look at it. But, yeah. um, so I bought a machine back in December. Time is so weird. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I really only played with it for a few minutes. And I've, it's definitely always kind of like floating around, like whether I want to incorporate the machine or not. Because it's quicker uh, or does it give you other capabilities? It's quicker and it the the lines definitely come out a little bit like cleaner. Sure. Because um, it, like it's just a different aesthetic. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so I, I've played around with incorporating it, but I always just fall back on like how much I love hand poke and how like sweet of an experience it is yeah so you can't can you use color with hand poke yeah yeah i mean Um, you can essentially do everything a machine can do just takes a bit longer and uh, has a little bit of a different aesthetic i i honestly can't like i can't see you with a a regular electric needle (laughs) with a motor Oh, just the sound alone. I'm like, oh, it doesn't really fit me. But yeah, yeah, interrupts the piece a little bit. Like I said, a little bit of a dentist drill thing going on there. Yeah. And and just what I hear from people about their experience with hand poke, it's, it makes me not want to, to use the machine. I've heard, and I have not researched this, so this is just out, out of my head, but like there's some, I mean, there's, a lot of different ways to do tattoos too, right? Like I think there don't the Samoans like use some kind of they kind <laughs> of like tap with yeah. yeah. Have you ever tried that? No. no. I would love to like go to Thailand and get one. <laughs> How many tattoos do you have now? Or do you even know? <laughs> I don't know. And they all like I kind of like blended them together. So I don't know what to count at right. You can add on or change something. <laughs> How, how, I, how nice to be an artist, not nice. Like it's, you work at it, but how nice to have that talent. I don't yeah have so much of an artistic thing, at least in anything, you know, visual arts like that. So it's, I just envy it. What's so it's cool. funny because like, I, I usually don't think it's like anything special and I'm like, Oh, anyone can do this. But it, <laughs> I mean, and I, I really me. do think that anyone with, with practice can do something like this um if you give me a stencil maybe (laughs) i don't know i'm not gonna let mary beth tattoo me anytime soon no nor (laughs) nor are you gonna let me pierce anything with a thumbtack no (laughs) although it sounds like you had you had some success what have been some of your most memorable uh tattoos like some challenges or or maybe um you know like your favorite or any like tattoos that sort of stick out in in your experiences I should have been prepared for this question. I was, I was like, what kind of questions are you going to ask? And this is something that people ask me all the time. And it's like, as soon as I'm asked the question, at, like I forget all the tattoos. I've ever Your had. mind goes <laughs> blank. She's like, hold on. Let me look at my Instagram yeah. page. <laughs> Honestly, like sometimes that'll, that will help kind of like, cause throughout the day I'll, I'll think of experiences that I've had with, yeah. with tattoos and, and each of them are so special in their own way. Um, and yeah, that's probably part of it is like that. <laughs> it's probably part of it because at the time, you know, when you're with Joyce and her story and her image, that's just miraculous. But then in a couple of days, you're going to have someone else's miraculous story that affects you just as much. So it's, it's brilliant yeah. actually, but it's understandable that they don't stand out from each other because you're not just dialing it in and stamping something on somebody. Like all of them are an experience for you and for the person, which yeah. is unusual. 
And as the day goes on, because I know that I have these moments after we podcast, it's like, oh, I should have said this or I should have said that, which is why we plan on having all of our guests back at some point. We keep talking about this, um, but but it's okay. Like I, I I actually talked about that kind of in, in this this subject in a different way in one of the last episodes. Um, I think you both know that you know we went to. St. Petersburg on a whim to go see Trevor play. And I was just sometimes like, you're so into the, like I'm so absorbed in the experience that I almost don't remember it clearly, Mm -hmm. you know, like it's almost like I have to be in that zone to like really remember the details. And I was, um, I was trying, you know, I took a few photos and videos, but I was trying to like not touch my phone. You know, I was just trying to be in the experience. And there was only one song that I, that I sort of wished I I had gotten some of, but like it, you, you know, you can't, we, we, we talked about um, how you can't really relive an experience through a video. And I think it, you're, you're expressing the same thing. You know, it's like, and what you said, Mary Beth, like it's each, each experience is so beautiful in and of its own right. Um, and that, I believe that, I know you want to remember it, Yeah, but I don't even think remembering it is necessary. It's, it's like you've absorbed it now yes. and it's part of you and, and it has changed you and whatever you've learned or taken from it and little glimpses of that might come back to you. But I, I do believe we're too fixated on trying to remember and keep yeah. yeah. It's the same absolutely. as a yoga class, right? Like you're, you get into the flow of your breath and movement and you don't, you know, some days your, your balance is spot on and some days it's not, but you, every day's, every class or every practice's flow may be different for you. And it and adds okay. to you. You absorbed it. It is what it is. And and you move on, you know. You know what I absorbed last night? Thing. What? In your husband's oh. yin class where we used myofascial release with tennis balls. His oh. cue to try and not let your balls roll out. <laughs> so we have, two, we have two <laughs> studios, Kristen, and I teach um, in one of them from 6.30 to 7.30 on Wednesday evenings. And James teaches from 7.30 to 8.30. So I clean up and check the next class in and then I drive over to the other studio because Wednesday is also date night. And um, so who knows where James's balls were that night. (laughs) (laughs) And Wednesday night is a challenging date night, but we just we we go out. Those are sweaty balls on Wednesday night. I'll tell you that. Well, and so when I got I got there maybe a few minutes before the class ended and um and so I was in the lobby and Mary Beth walks out and she's like, you know what your husband just said? <laughs> <laughs> and didn't he, so he said, try not to let your balls, what is this? Roll out. Roll out or, or something. Or fall and out. Or Mary something. Beth whispered, that's what she said or something. That's what she said. Did you think? I that whispered no it. You? Well, James said everybody heard you. <laughs> no, just James and probably Tiffany Lucarelli in front of me. <laughs> Mary Beth sometimes can't help it. Okay. Sometimes I'm in the right place, but sometimes I'm a sixth <laughs> grader. Her classes a big are, one. are very inspiring, um, but they're also very funny sometimes. <laughs> I love um, when, when a teacher's like personality comes through their teaching. That's definitely happening in Mary Beth Twerty's class. <laughs> in all when of it, ours, I'm sure. One of our trainees in one of one of the recent sessions was like, Mary Beth said something. She couldn't even remember what it was. And she was like, I was laughing so hard. I was almost in tears and I was almost angry because nobody else was laughing. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if that's what everybody wants from a yoga practice, but every now and then it's okay, right? Oh, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Well, Kristen, thank you so much for spending this time with us. And um, if you are... Mm-hmm. If you want to put Cleveland on the map before you you head to Morocco, uh, I know that a lot of people are very interested in my tattoo and would yes, 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. It would be great. I really wish I could. There are so many trips I want to take before leaving, but I've had to really just like slow it down because I'm exhausted. I never thought oh, I would sure. say that. But I'm like, and when are you leaving? Traveling, but, uh, I leave October 4th. Oh, so that is, that's quick. Oh. And you've already got, you've already talked about an August trip. So our next time that we podcast with Kristen, will just be live from Morocco. We'll have to find oh, a time zone awesome. situation that works. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah, you better not lose touch. No, that, definitely well, not. You can't. Social media. <laughs> we might have to do a retreat in Morocco. That's honestly, that's like the the goal is to eventually build like a small villa to be able to host retreats and things like that. So keep it on the map. We'll definitely. keep each other on the map. We can do that. Yeah. So thanks again. Um, Thank good you luck with me. everything. Good luck. We love seeing this flower in your hair. I love a girl with a flower <laughs> in her hair and Godspeed have, have wonderful travels and wonderful experiences. And we'll see you again. Thank you so, so much. Have a great day, guys. <laughs> you too. All right. We're done. <laughs>